This episode of Nerds Get Laid review of Wonder Woman contains massive spoilers. Listener, beware. So, uh, welcome to Nerds That Get Laid. Sometimes. Nerds Who Get Laid. Wonder Woman 1984 movie review. Strap in, because we're going. Nerds Who Get Laid. Nerds Who Get Laid. It's been a long time. Yeah, this is the uh, true... <laughs> True COVID edition where we are fully digital. Uh, we're trying out a new app called Zencaster, so we're going to see how this works. Um, yep. It might be good, it might be bad, or it just might be our, like our show and just <coughs> shitty, like always. <laughs> the good times. Yeah. Uh, so the main focus of what we're going to be talking about today will be the new hot movie that just uh, launched on Christmas Day. It was a Christmas miracle with uh, Wonder Woman 84 or WW84. But before we do that, who do I got on the call with us today? I got TJ. Hey, how's it going? Jimmy Ray or Ray. What's up? Yeah, hey. Hi. And Hello. Charles. I'm literally phoning it in on my phone. Oh, guys, how's it been going? How were the holidays? Did everybody get what they wanted from Krampus? <laughs> Super depressing. I was all alone. <laughs> well, Allison, but I have a new car, so. Oh, that's true. Allison, Elliot, and I had to be uh, quarantined for Christmas, so we had a quarantine Christmas, so that was great. I mean, that's kind of a weird corn, corn, quarantine. So you guys just listen to a lot of, a lot of corn, yeah, and and, and uh, ate a, a bunch of like corn on the cob. I mean, you could have made it a theme, so it, you know it's not that bad. Did you have corn nuggets? Oh, but uh, TJ, what about you guys? Have a good holiday. Yeah, yeah. Everybody seemed to get what they wanted here, um, or were happy with what they got, and. They got a piece um, of your mind. They just kept opening empty boxes. He's like, that's another piece of my mind. Let me tell you what made pisses me off. <laughs> TJ's pissed. Christmas edition. Yeah. <laughs> TJ's pissed 2020 edition. <laughs> oh, we ain't got enough time for that. Yeah. So <laughs> longer that, than the actual year was. <laughs> there was a Christmas miracle and HBO, who has now well, I guess they've always been partnered with Warner Brothers, had decided that I guess the the rest of this year and going forth next year, all their movies the same day they come out on theater will also be on HBO Max. Yeah. And the first movie that they did this with was with Wonder Woman 84. And we've all watched it. Look at that. We actually all were able to see a movie when it came out. Yeah, I was bullied yeah. into it. Uh, uh, did you not did you not want to see this movie? It. 
Uh, eventually, but I was I was bullied into it. Peer pressure is a bitch. Okay. All right. Um, what about uh, you guys, TJ and Ray? Was this a movie that you guys were looking forward to, or at least wanted to see? Yeah, I at least I enjoyed the first Wonder Woman movie. Um, so, and I I liked that this was coming out on HBO um, Max. So I planned to, especially since I um, was going to be quarantined and everything. Once everyone went to bed. Cause I knew Allison wouldn't be interested. I was, I was planning on watching this and that's what I ended up doing. I watched it Christmas night. I did not realize it was going to be two and a half hours when I started. Cause I started it around uh God, it was probably around midnight or 1230 or so. So, uh, kept me up a well, little later than I was expecting. Yeah. I, it was a longer movie, but I, I looked up apparently the, uh, the first one, this one's only like beats it out by like another 15 minutes, which I mean, it's still a long movie. Don't get me it wrong. It feels longer yeah. though. Much uh, longer. <clears throat> I'm surprised. So, so Al- Allison, Allison just wasn't feeling this, uh, this female centric powerhouse. No, she wasn't. Um, she's she, as much as I'm a DC hater. Um, she really has not enjoyed any of those films. So, um, God, I think before, well before Suicide Squad, um, I can't remember what order everything came out. Um, she didn't want to go see Batman vs Superman, Justice League, Suicide Squad, any of those, or Wonder Woman. So even when I told her it was pretty good, you might enjoy it, she she didn't care about it. So I knew she wasn't going to care anything about this either. I don't think she's even watched any of the trailers with me or anything. All right, cool, cool. Yeah, you know, so I watched the trailers, and, and it's also. Um, one of those movies that the trailer has been coming out over and over and over again. So it's like, you're like, Oh, the movie's going to come out. And then it would be like postponed movies coming out. So I, I had kind of been faint on being excited. Uh, and, and I'm very, was similar. I was like, I'll watch it, but I definitely wasn't, I guess, looking forward to it. And uh, TJ, what, what did you say? Did you, was that something that you were looking forward to? Like, did you watch the previews? Was it like, hell yeah. Or was like, yeah, it's Christmas. What else are you going to do? Um, we were kind of excited because the previous, you know, uh, Wonder Woman movie was, was really good except, except for, you know, some problems in the third act. But, um, we, uh, we'd watched uh, a couple of the trailers, not many of them. So, before we do the deep dives and stuff, I like that you guys like the movie. I, Cause like, I'll, I will say I almost passed on watching it because it was getting ripped apart pretty badly on social media. Most people saying, I want my two and a half hours back. I, I don't waste your time. Uh, did any of you guys have a differing opinion or, or are you guys kind of online with what social media is feeling? Yeah, I, I only saw one person on social media um, after after it launched. Before I watched it, um, say something really negative about it, and they're they're kind of an asshole on social media anyway. So I was like, oh, this jerk, he's probably just being misogynistic or some bullshit. Um, but yeah, I I, I did not enjoy it. I definitely felt like. I wanted my two and a half hours left, especially when it was like three something in the morning when I finally felt like I was finished trudging through the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, what about you, TJ? Well, like first opinions, did you enjoy it? Did you hate it? I'm about 50, 50 on it. Like a lot of the DC projects. 
Um, I feel like if it, I don't think it was as bad as some of the reviews I was seeing, but I don't think it was great either. Yeah. That makes sense. Chuck, how much did you hate it? It just seems like a movie that you probably rolled your eyes the whole time. Well, you, I'm kind of the oddball in this because you got to realize I'd like horrible, shitty movies. I mean, I admit I own the, I mean, I own the Resident Evil and all that shit, but, um, it had its, I, I, I learned from TJ, you go in with low expectations and if you come out good, you're good. Um, I don't really care what people say when they like, critics and people on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm a different person, so I'm going to put my own opinion on it. Will I watch it again? Yeah. But I mean, it. I felt there were some things they could have done better on it, but for the most part, I walked away entertained. Yeah, you know, because of all the stuff I saw on social media and just kind of hearing, especially, you know, Ray's like, well, it was a movie. Um, I... Well, he said about the Dark Tower also. <laughs> rightfully so said that but i i went in just thinking okay let's just get it over with and i think because i was expecting it to be just absolutely terrible i was okay with the lack the middle of the road movie that we got um because there's a couple of things that stuck out to me that that i enjoyed number one this is a really good family friend, friendly uh, movie. It's a big change of, you know, like DC, you know, they always want to be so dark. This is definitely not a dark movie. It had a pretty upbeat. It felt very eighties. I know it's set in the 84, but like, I mean, the way the movie story worked, the acting, it had an eighties style feel yeah. to me. There was, a, uh, there was very cheesy with the, with the rose colored lenses of nostalgia. It was very cheesy, but it was done right. Yeah, even the the opening scene with just like her being the little girl whooping ass and stuff, and then you had to had the moral of the lesson: you cheated, you 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 can't do that because cheating's mm-hmm. bad. Yep, so, all those things were interesting. Um, but because of that, because of like some of those reasons, like it being such a brighter. Upbeat. I mean, like the the bad guy is a guy that grants wishes. I mean, like it doesn't get much more hokey than that. You're gonna grant me any three wishes I want, right? Well, look at the look at Leprechaun. He did the same thing. So I'm just like, okay, it's. Dude, I was surprised Mando pulled that off. Fighting a fucking a a genius, an evil g. It's essentially Jafar from Aladdin. Is what we're dealing with. Jafar, Jafar, he's our man. If he can't do it, great. Well, that's the way all wishes. I mean, that's that's the way anything you ever watch where someone's granting having wishes granted. Um, it's always that dark side of it, like uh, they said in the uh, movie Monkey's Paw. Or um, oh god, they kept yeah. saying that. <laughs> yeah. Well, at the time, it was that was a movie had come out years before for that. So yeah, that makes sense, Nathan. They're keeping it, uh, keeping it all right there, buddy. Yeah, uh, but it was just it, like the level of the villain and the things that he was doing. It, like, did any of guys? I felt this was like uh, he could have been a Flash villain on the TV show. Like, it was not that grandiose. A- and I guess that that w- that can be refreshing. Where it's like at first, but then it, they they decided that they're still going to go world ending bad. Oh yeah, they ramped this- that shit up. 
you know what I'm saying? They ramped that up so bad. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure at what point we're going to get into those things. Um, but yeah, it's I do like that the villain had some decent motivations. Um, Which villain? I, uh, the first, uh, Pedro Pascal, the main villain. Uh, Maxwell yeah. Lord. He's like your main villain. Yeah, he had he had some uh, decent motivations. Um, besides, it's not oh, I wanted to blow up the world or I want to, you know, do all this for for whatever reason. Like Lex Luthor didn't have great motivations in BVS. Um, I don't feel um, Cheetah did not have a great motivation in this movie. No, uh, uh, Steppenwolf. Uh, very okay. We're just going to be that. Dest- let's destroy the world, villain. Um, and I, I can kind of get behind where this guy was at on as a um, antagonist because I mean, who wouldn't want to try to make their life better? You know, all of us try to do that. And it, at the end of the day, though, it comes down to what lengths are you willing to go to to do that. And what is a better yeah. life? I, I do agree with you. Like I felt that uh, as as lame as that villain kind of was, like he played it very straightforward. Um, I was looking at what he kind of used for inspiration. Uh, Gordon Gecko was a big one, as well as Nicolas Cage. Uh, he said he tried to really hone in a lot of that Nick Cage craziness. Yeah, and and I think you kind of get that, you know, especially because. You know, it's the 80s, so it's the excess of greed and, and capitalism and just like more, more, more. So I, I thought for what he had to deal with script-wise, story-wise, he he played it as well as that role could be played. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I felt like there was a uh, – he did a very good job at a very bad thing, if that makes sense. No, and – but I do agree, like, who I thought would be a, a bigger part, or I guess she definitely had enough screen time, but uh, Cheetah, yeah, hers just felt so convoluted and confused about, like, just even, like, her powers. I mean, obviously, she you know, she gets her first thing of powers from her wish, and it was just, it, it was kind of quirky, and, and, and it reminded me a lot of Batman, too. Uh, it, it just reminded me of like the cat woman, you know, like, Oh, I'm such a weird lady. I'm quirky. And, and now all of a sudden she's angry and wanting to fight, you know, because she's afraid of losing her powers. And it's like, girl, like all you did was like, let your hair down and, and wear a better dress. Like it, that's not superpowers. You didn't need a wish. Like you could do that without these like powers. I, I, I think half of it was supposed to be like, like the wishes take something away from you it took away her like humanity somewhat. I thought Kristen Wiig actually did a much better job than I thought she was going to do. And I thought the whole cheetah villain up until the end, um, probably about the point where she jumped on the helicopter with, with Lord. Uh, I, I thought that was interesting. I, I, I thought she did a good job and I thought she had that, um, that motivation, but at that point it kind of went over overboard for me. Yeah. And also then you get that reveal of the cheetah fully transformed. That looked wasn't good. so fucking terrible. 
What was your guys' take on that when you finally seen her? Like uh, TJ, would you like? I thought that looked horrible. I was I was kind of like, this is the best you guys can do. Uh, I I felt like I never saw it, but I did see like the original um, Cats movie from the end of last year, <laughs> like the trailers of it and stuff, and how the people look, and that's what I immediately started thinking about. Dude, me too. You know, here's some crazy stuff, though, and this just shows you the craziness of what's going on right now. So this movie is right now considered a huge success because it's grossed right now over $85.5 million worldwide. Uh, did 16.7 stateside. So that, of course, had them turn around and announce today that they're fast-tracking a third one, yeah. which kind of kind of blew me away. I mean, like, I, I, it wasn't one of those movies where I, I didn't expect. I mean, I was like, okay, they'll probably do a third one, but the fast track. And I was like, that's crazy. But that's also where, you know, right now people are just starved for anything. So, yeah. you know, it, it's it's funny that they're like, yeah, 85.5 highest gross of uh, almost this year. I think prior to March, I think there was something higher in March. I don't even remember March. Probably like Sonic or something <laughs> like that. You're probably you're actually probably dead on. I think it probably was Sonic because at that time when Sonic yeah. came out, it was like the highest grossing uh, video game movie. Yeah, video game movie of all time. With the yeah. with the way twenty twenty is going, Sonic's going to end up being like the Oscar winner for everything this year. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be clean, sweet, <laughs> best original script goes to Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> Wow. You know, oh, as long if they would animate him getting up there to accept all the awards, I'm, I'm there for you. it. <laughs> or, or get like a really nice puppet. They uh, did it for Gollum. God. Did they really? Yeah, when um, uh, Return of the King won all those awards, they had uh, Gollum do some acceptance and, and shit. It was oh, just on the screen, ass. but yeah. Nice. All right, so let's talk about the good first because I know there's a lot of bad in this movie. Um, Ray, I'd like to hear what some of the stuff that you kind of stood out to you that you enjoyed about the movie. What was some of your goods? Yeah, <clears throat> so I, like I said before, I thought that um, Wig did a great job as her character, and and I, I hadn't quite placed my finger on it, but I think you nailed it when you said it reminded you of uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's character from uh, Batman, Batman returns. Um, Cause it was very reminiscent of that, but I thought a lot of things about like her and um, Pedro Pascal. I thought they kind of carried the whole movie. Although I thought Pascal's stuff was um, like, like, like I said a little bit ago, um, it was like, he did a really good job at a bad thing. Um, like I, 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 still feel like that but like i i don't know i felt his character i felt him i was into it um so i think those two were really cool um i really did enjoy wonder woman's um wonder woman's armor the armor the gold armor that they talked about you know that they kind of teased cheesy that was a that was a kind of cool scene um that's the rest of the stuff, I thought the story was kind of all over the place. The pacing was kind of bad. So I think those are my three things that I like 
actually enjoyed. All right. What about you, TJ? What's some stuff that stuck out to you that you enjoyed about it? Um, how they got uh, Chris Pine back. It wasn't. Yeah. Um, it was just kind of a in a Wonder Woman's head type thing, where she was just seeing that other guy as Steve. Um, but it was Steve's personality inside him. Um, I I appreciated that. Um, you know, a good modern possession story with some love making. You know, really nice. Yeah. I mean, you gotta have that. Um, I felt like I think, uh, like I said, I think Pedro did good. Um, I think Chris and Wig kind of fell off the rails of, around the helicopter scene. I think that's about about yeah. the same. I agree. Um, with that. I don't know. I, I kind of like the fireworks scene, except for yeah. the reasoning behind the invisible jet. But I, I did kind of like the. Some of the visuals in that part was looked really cool. I like the cloud effects and stuff like that. But um, I mean, those were kind of the highlight parts, I guess. All right, and Chuck, what about you? What was uh, some of the stuff that stood out to you that you actually enjoyed? Uh, one of the the cooler aspects I enjoyed from it was uh, after. We're not doing spoilers or anything, are we? Yeah, we are. Or whatever. This movie's out, man. You, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. But it's uh, after she makes her wish, it, her wish and Diane's powers start going down and she's actually more vulnerable compared to the first movie where she's literally running through a battalion, getting fucking blasted in any direction. And now, like, regular fucking security guards are fucking hitting her and she's having to adapt and try to not get hit. And even when they're doing the chase in uh, fucking the Middle East and she's struggling, just trying to move vehicles or trying to do whatever. And it's like, I thought that was a cool aspect where she's losing her power scale and she's becoming more vulnerable. Um, Pedro Pascal, I fucking, I loved him. I thought he was, I thought he was the shining star in that movie. And just the overall feel like from the beginning of it, it was just like, just light and whimsical. Even like the bank robbery scene, how like, or not bank, but the uh, jewelry store scene that I thought that was pretty interesting. And it was just, it was, just a, it was a, for the most part, the movie was enjoyable. And I think they did keep it lighthearted for the most part. Yeah. So I think uh, you really kind of jumped onto a lot of the things that I liked about it. Uh, Chuck is it's number one is it's, it is such a, just a light fare that doesn't get too heavy near the end a little bit, but like even the mall scene, that kind of reminded me of Ninja Turtles too, with the <laughs> toy shop. You know, it's yeah. just like they're all these little, uh, you know, like no one's really in danger. Although I'm like these crooks are, well, they're most likely higher, but they're you know going in there to get like artifacts. I'm always, and I like how they get in there and they're like, oh shit, like look but at all these like, artifacts. Like this is a hold up. We don't want jewels. We hear you have another business going on. We went on that, and then they go into the fucking back room, and it's like, yeah. It's like See, Indiana Jones back there. <laughs> I I had a problem with that part. Why? I felt like that didn't tie into anything in the rest of the movie. I think but they were hired by. Uh, they were Pasco because he had all those newspaper clippings and about that that jewelry store being robbed. I think he yeah, hired them to get that. It's but he had a, been, it's 
implied. It's not outright stated. I think yeah, I don't it could have been better as it's just a cold open and not attached to the rest of the movie. Just there there they're robbing the jewelry store. Wonder Woman stops the robbery, disappears. You don't have to tie that into the the rest of the plot. I think this is a, a part where the writing kind of goes off the rails. Well, I, I think there were a lot of those been, parts. I think there were a lot of those parts in there, TJ, because I was confused about that as well, because later on, when Diana's going through um, that little crate that was holding, well, I forget, what, whatever that stone was, um, she found a receipt in there for Lord. So it seemed like he had bought that already, and they were supposed to be delivering it to him. But yeah, yeah. I also sort of got the feeling that he was he had hired those people. So I don't know, but there were several things like that that are like, real. Wait, I, I don't understand. What are you trying? Because I thought another scene that really for me was kind of cringy um, was the the Wonder Woman learned how to fly scene. Yeah, because oh, I, it, I enjoyed the fly scene. I actually I thought that worked really well. You know, to get her to that to that mode of like, all right, Wonder Woman can fly in the comics, but you know, you got to come across somehow naturally where it has to develop within the story. Oh, so see, I didn't, I didn't mind it that part. Develop in the story. I felt like it was just a all of a sudden she's got to, so she does, and now she's going to use her lasso to whip on to these ridiculous things and like a plane and lightning and then she's just gonna realize because of that awkward speech that her boyfriend gave her while they were flying in their invisible jet like yeah, oh, you yeah. like it just you felt feel the so air awkward. you ride it there you go yeah, yeah. It, it felt so forced um and like not well thought through I felt it was cheesy, but it wasn't forced. I don't know. To me, in the flow of the the the, the caliber of movie we're talking about here, yeah, like I, I thought it worked just fine with like her trying to go in, and she's like free falling. She kind of allows herself to like feel, you know, she's t- as cheesy as those lines are. So I'm not saying yeah. it's great writing, but it had a natural progression in the writing. The same way with like. Uh, going back because you know, we're still doing the stuff I liked about the movie, and you guys yeah, are trying no, to right? damn, right? it's crushing it. Okay, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm joking, but, but like, because like I enjoyed the opening scene of just her doing good. It's just her going around the city saving people, but yeah, it had a natural, cool. but it had a cool flow where it flowed into the mall scene, and you think yeah. it's just a regular robbery, but that. T- introduce us to the bigger picture of the story so then it it had a it had an actual flow that went right to her job and brought in the fbi and the pieces and the focus of it so although barbara and barbara it wasn't great it was a good way to introduce the characters why barbara was needed why, why everybody had to be meeting there and why uh what's his name, Max, Max Lord, is it? Why he knew about it and was all of a sudden interested. So it all flowed that story into there. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, it's not great at writing, but it's it, it. I see what they were trying to make happen. I had a bigger issue with the, and well, I need to talk about the good stuff, but I was going to, the bigger issue I had was that opening scene with her lear- learning that lesson. That played nothing and to the rest Absolutely. of the goddamn movie. Yeah, it did. At the very end of the movie, it did, because she brought that, back that, that was, speech. That was shoehorned in. Like, and, and that, yeah. It was the same thing. It just, like, 
it was almost there just for the sake of being there. Um, it, that scene opening should have been in the first movie. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like that, that whole race and her being good, like, and then the lesson about her cheating that no, nothing came back. Like I, there should have been a part where she's being, you know, there's an easy way to fix this. There's a way that she could take it out, but it would be, you know, question her morals and then she could draw back on that lesson, but that never happened. Um, but anyway, so she some used of that years, lesson on Minerva at the yeah. end or not Minerva, but uh, yeah, on both of them, I think she mentioned it. And then yeah, I missed that. It was, it was so like loose and I, I don't know. It's one of those things where they like, I don't love when a movie holds your, has to hold your hand for everything, but yeah. the stuff they decided not to hold your hand for seemed like it made it more confusing. And they also held your hand for other stuff. So it's like, this is a, definitely a movie that is a hand holding movie. It holds your hand to explain a lot of things, but then some of the things that could be confusing, they just decide not to. So like they should have pushed a little bit more if they're going to try to connect that first part and the end, the, the, you know, the third act stuff. Um, but they really didn't like, I had to remember back. Oh, that's the lesson that what's her name tried to teach her blah, blah, blah. Um, Cause yeah, I kept waiting for all of that to tie in as well. And I'm like, when it finally did, I was like, that would like, that's what you started the movie off with. That should be like one of the central themes, but it doesn't feel like it is anyway. Continue no. Nathan. Sorry. Um, but one of the other things, like I said, I did enjoy the flying part cause I just thought it was really cool once she got it. And she was like whipping the lasso really fast, almost like helicopter in her way. I, I enjoyed the invisible jet. Um, I thought it was kind of, you know, the way, you know, all of a sudden it's like, oh, I use my God powers. I'm going to make this jet invisible. But I mean, how it's, you know, are you going to bring it in into this world? So it was cool to have some of the, you know, like Wonder Woman stuff in it. Although I was hoping it'd be the old school way where it's just them floating in the air. As dumb as that would look. <laughs> I, I was disappointed with that. <laughs> yeah. But as dumb as this movie was, it would have fit just fine. I would have had no issue with it. And yeah. I, I would have totally allowed it. Um, I... As uh, like Ray, I did enjoy the uh, the giant, you know, her golden suit. But you know, because I, I love Alex Ross, and that's all that comes from Kingdom Come. So seeing that on the big screen is was was awesome. really really cool. Yeah, um, was, I thought it was kind of weak. I mean, I thought it looked cool. I mean, like it I don't looked know what, cool, what, but what, the fact weekend. that it looked cool, but the fact when you first see it. And it's getting beaten down by all these all these men with like axes and shit, and it's holding. And you have a chick who needs a nail job ripping it apart. I'm like, wow. They're trying to show you how they're trying to show you how powerful she is. Yeah, uh, an army of men beating on it with axes a, and clubs couldn't do that, anything. T- that tells you how much cheetah would have whooped their ass chuck well, yeah you know, it shows exactly. how cheaply made it looked like it was made from hasbro it looked cheaply done yeah that that's absolutely what they were trying to do it's supposed because at the beginning they talk about how they forged all the armor together to i forget they used some term and it was like very impactful to like protect her from all the men of the world or something like that um yeah. and like it sounds so epic but then you have this, I guess, the, the like, 
because Cheetah was supposed to be like on level with Wonder Woman before she made her second wish, um, which they also never really explained how she got to do that. But anyway, um, yeah. so like she, she would make as wishes. No, no, but um, yeah, like they, they like so Wonder Woman could have beat the shit out of this, or like to Wonder Woman, like it, it, it just it didn't seem to add up. It was another one of those things that seemed like a lot of cool, fun things were thrown into it, but then like not enough time or thought or effort was put into the like the script to like make it as impactful as it should have been or something. I don't know. It just seemed kind of weak. I love the visuals of it. And like you said, Nathan, I love that we got to see like, you know, that Alex Ross design in flesh, but I did think that part, even though I knew what they were trying to do to show how badass Cheetah had become, um, I felt like it felt it felt flat. I, oh no! I mean, don't get me wrong. Like the the fight scene was just so terribly done. It was you could tell that they were maybe out of money on the budget because they shot it so dark so they could hide. And it was uh, so just, super CGI'd. Like, like which, it would have been better if it was a costume. Well, here's saying like CGI fights are fine when they have the money. I mean, look at like yeah. the Avengers, like they, they do amazing CGI fights. They obviously were trying to cut corners. Cause that looked like 2005 CGI fight. Yeah, it was, it, I was not the fight. It was Minerva looked bad. She it, looked oh, bad. terrible, terrible costume design. I agree. Yeah. It, it looked like shit, but I feel like I wish I very, uh, there was so much wrong with this movie as opposed to the movie before it, which I thought there was so much right with and little things that were wrong. But one of the things that I wished and hoped because um, Patty Jenkins had said, like she didn't want it to be a CGI slug fest in the first movie. Um, But that's what Warner brothers wanted. So that's what ended up being in there. Like I hoped that maybe they had learned their lesson. She had learned her lesson. Like they learned something from the first one because the, the, the first movie suffered from a really good movie and a bad third act and a bad final fight. This one suffered from a relatively bad story with a couple of good characters and good actors, and then an even worse third um, third act and final fight scene. So, I don't know. Well, like, I mean, the fact that the third act is her inside of a tilt-a-whirl with the wind blowing around, and it's just, yes. I was just like, really? Wonder Woman can't jump through that? Like, you're this powerful and a tornado. Her weakness is wind. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know? It's, like, don't don't take her to the county fair, because she's going to get her a ass whooped. <laughs> yep. Because yeah. every time you made a wish, you get that light breeze. It, it's like with the cheetah fight. You're trying to, they're trying to show how powerful this energy has made max well lord at this point but it's again it just kind of falls flat it, it, it again it looks like someone's got a giant fan and just blowing wonder woman around the, the studio with it and yeah it, 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 and she's fully it powered also huh? no it does not and she was fully powered at that point and she's like digging her nails into the ground so she can not fly back any further yeah, you know what they're trying to do, but it just doesn't. It, they don't sell it, and yeah, uh, not, it I agree. Doesn't, doesn't pass. Um, I know well, we're not at that point yet. No, yeah, but the whole resolution at the end is the same way. 
it's just like, okay, she's going to make a speech, and now everyone's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to give up this stuff because... And what a what a boring speech she made too. Boring, oh God, boring yeah. speech. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. know yeah. everyone loves her, and I'll probably get crucified for this. But the more and more, like, I think the more I I, I wonder if Gal 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 Gadot is a bad actress, and she's only good when she doesn't have a lot to do. When you really lean on her to act and give these speeches and stuff like this, it seems like it falls. No, she's a terrible story. actress. Okay. Okay. I think people love her though. I think people think she's a really good actress. And well, I've she, just she, really seen that. She looks the part and she's a beautiful yeah. woman and she, and, yeah. and, and like in certain but like I, she just does not come across as someone that has a range. Cause I, you know, like she has like one emotion from fighting yeah. to like her, her plea. It's her plea to the entire world to like reverse your, and it's like her talking. Like, she was almost yeah. deadpanning it. Yeah. Like yeah. she had no emotion at all. You, in know, that. you know what? This is everything that everyone has complained about for years. Um, about Captain Marvel and oh, some sucked. of it that I disagree with. I think all of that was in this film. Like there was no range. Um, she, uh, the, the, the story overall was just kind of bad uh, and boring. There was very little action in what should have been an action movie. Um, yeah. I feel like all the criticism that that ever got, this should be like it, it's it's the actuality of that, um, yeah. But anyway. uh, no, I'm still because Captain Marvel, she still is not impressed me as an actress either. But I think this is right I there in that same range, range of though. yeah. No, I mean she's a bored too. These are both boring actresses. Like yeah. that's the thing is they're both very boring. I feel like she was better in the first Wonder Woman movie. She was. Yes, she was. Agreed. 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 I agree one hundred percent. TJ. Yeah. And I, in Batman's I, I, before I, Superman, she was good. Right? Yeah. She Maybe was, I'm just misremembering. She wasn't in that much, but the first Wonder Woman no, movie, she, you know, when she's having, I mean, when she's encountering like, um, like No Man's Land or, or the city yeah. that was being bombed uh, or that had been bombed that they had visited before, you know, those kind of things. She had more emotion in those than she did in this entire speech. Yeah, and there was a lot of more. Yeah, uh, you're right, man. You know what? So this is what really kind of aggravated me about the movie. Um, I guess it's it's, it's kind of like a double edged sword because you got Hans Zimmerman making the score of the movie, but like yeah. the lack of '80s music in this dude, movie, dude. You know what yeah, I was mad about? Go ahead, Chuck. Her theme was not in this fucking movie at all. They played it for maybe ten seconds. Where, when, uh, when she she's fighting Cheetah, it uh, like because I noticed it and I was like, oh crap, here it is, and then it stopped. I was like, waiting for it. And I didn't. I was like, they didn't fucking do the theme at all. God, that's a cop out, man. It's there, but it's quick. But like, yeah, but the lack of a good eighty score. I mean, that that this movie, honestly, you put a good eighty score on top of it, and it would have made it at least five percent better. Like yeah. some yeah. fun throwback music. It wasn't there. It was it was all like I'm, movie I score. Hate, I, I know people love Han, Hans Zimmerman, but was like 
Am I am I being way too critical, or was the score also kind of dull? Well, no, I, I don't I mean, remember I the score. I didn't think it because I was because I kept like listening more, trying to like listen for like song references, mm-hmm. and like that's why every time something would happen, I was always surprised. Like, man, it's just another musical score, and and they were all fine. There was nothing special about them. Like, they fit the emotion of what was going on. Like, uh, I actually felt during the big uh, chase scene with all the you know, the, 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 uh, the cars and the tanks, like yeah. I thought the music matched that really well. Cause I was like really into it at that moment, but it was just nothing really stood out. I mean, I agree there was nothing, but it's also because it was all score with little music. You kind of just get used to it. It doesn't have yeah. a chance to be more impactful. I didn't notice yeah. anything musical about it. The score. I don't remember any of it. Yeah. And I want, yeah. I j- and I just watched it. There's like no, 180 songs when they're doing the bebop or the they're breakdancing. That yeah. was it. I think there's so, a Grand Duran song in there too, or something like that. I remember. I remember there being something else. It was very weak, very weak for music. It was very weak, right? Well, I I didn't but, say it was. No, I'm just but, saying. And the other thing that's I, I guess is just kind of irking me is just the fact that like how. They just automatically knew who Wonder Woman's secret identity was. I mean, obviously, like you're just beautiful woman in real life. You you throw it on a metal piece on your head, it's not going to really disguise you too much. Yeah. Um, but because it isn't she supposed to not be known? Because Minerva pretty much automatically knew that she was Wonder Woman. Like I just felt that was no, handled. She, she was Wonder Woman after she started getting powers. Because she references later, like, I wish to be like you, and that came with some extra surprises. So she didn't know she was Wonder Woman. She was just enamored by her being her. Maybe. All right. Maybe I just didn't. Yeah, that wasn't. Uh, didn't yeah, come she around made, to me. Yeah. yeah, she made a reference to it later. Yeah, that was just her having a, uh, a crush, a girl crush on. Um, on Diana because she was like everything that she wishes she was she could be, so uh, that's why she made that ri- that wish initially. And now, it was, it another was, this is another one of those things. This is another one of those things that they like sort of didn't really like explain, but they were trying to show, not tell, and it just didn't come across um, that everyone was just enamored by Diana, and they just didn't like people didn't know she just had a way about her and she just didn't want to have anything to do with anyone. So they showed that like when she was walking through the party and people were kept following her and stuff like that. And then they did the same thing to, uh, to Kristen wig. Um, and yeah. like the people will be like the, the boss that had hired, uh, Barbara Kristen wig didn't remember her at all, but knew a uh, new Diana. Um, so like just, um, just, just things like that. Like, she was on top of her game. Like everyone wanted to be around her or, you know, whatever, but they just didn't really, again, I just don't feel like they sold it. Like I had to really like re it was reaching. So. No, I see what you, I think I get exactly. And I kind of agree with you is they were trying to be a movie where they're not spelling every single thing out, but it was done so poorly that they should have spelt a lot more out for yeah, yeah, yes. Now I will say a thing I did enjoy was that this was a single 
in its own type of situation movie. There wasn't a million tie-ins with a thousand different characters and building up for something else and something else. Like it was a self-contained movie, and I really did enjoy that. Look, it's a prequel. I appreciate that as well. But it doesn't feel as a prequel, Chuck. There was nothing in there that, like, although, yes, we know who Wonder Woman is later, like, I just enjoyed that you weren't, like, her, like, running into Bruce Wayne as a kid and being like, oh, hi, I'm Diana. You know, do you like bats? And, you know, or, like, some bullshit. Like, it was just, it was just, you know, yeah. it, it, it's it's self-contained. They weren't trying to build up to, to later. I thought and, we were I thought we were going to get an after credit scene with like Superman or something, something like that. Um, I, ca- I kept waiting for something like that to come up, but uh, yeah, I, I won't say I like that, but I'm proud of them for that. Like you, know, <laughs> you were able to hold off. Like you, you didn't put Batman in this. You didn't put Superman in this good, good job guys. They may have made this movie better, <laughs> but you still didn't do it. <laughs> One of the things I did have an issue with was there were no consequences to the actions. But people remembered what happened. So I, I'm, I was curious, and I was actually about to pose that question to you, and especially TJ, because I know you're... Do you think, because everybody remembers what happened... So, and we also don't know who has lost their wishes and who hasn't, because will this implicate a new like type of world moving forward? Where like maybe this is how some villains were formed because they wish for powers and they didn't well, ask for it back. I thought that was the whole point, though. Everyone had to revoke their wish. No, nope, or- that would that because Diana or not Diana, but uh, Cheetah. They show her. But they do not show her revoking her wish, and I—that is one hundred percent was on purpose. I, but that was that was from I think anyone that wished after Maxwell uh, had absorbed the stone into himself because her wish was before he had made his wish, yeah, his initial wish. When he made his initial wish, exactly. I, I think when he revoked his that revoked all of the others except for minerva so she still has her powers but not yeah, the appearance she still has her, yeah i think she still has her wonder woman level powers but she doesn't have like her cat form yeah so i don't think to answer your question nathan i don't think there's many people no everybody's powers are gone except for hers I, no because they said either there was another way so we think you had to revoke your wish. And once he took the fucking stone into him, he was making all the wishes. Once he revoked his wish, he was the one in charge of it. Every other wish was going away. All the stuff that we saw being reversed was after someone revoked their wish. It didn't show a direct correlation of like him when he lost his powers, other people losing stuff because every single thing that they showed reverse, they also showed the person say, "Yeah, but I don't think they're showing the entire and, world and revoking." Those were so before, he's assuming it. Did, did anyone have those were before he reversed his own though? Exactly, but and that's what I'm saying. We don't know that they lost their wish after he revoked his own. So there could be more, you know, ramifications that we don't know about. I think this was another issue that I had too with that is like 
how did Diana know that all she had to do was say, I revoke my wish? Like, Oh, that was the stupid, stupidest thing ever. When when she did that, I was like, I was like, that's it. That that's how you beat the genie. J- Jafar yeah, was no trade backs, more. Man. No trade he, he had to make his own You're wish to free himself. Like, yeah. You're just so talking like, about yeah. Jafar, right? Jafar from Aladdin. You the know, and, 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 yeah. Yeah, Jafar, that's how you took a bad genie. Yes. Way to resolve that. I don't think and to kind that. of build in that conflict of I I think it would have been better if uh, Steve Trevor and ended up as much as I hate killing a villain or something like that. I feel like it might have been a better ending to have Steve realize that he had to kill Maxwell or something and sacrifice himself again to kind of stop this whole thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. like his wish was to stop yeah. everything. And by making that wish, he went away. You know, like you could have made it so much That's more much impactful. Better. And I and I think that could have that could have worked a lot better. But they made this strange. I, I feel like it was such a strange decision to instead of have Steve Trevor come back to life, he came to like he possessed mm-hmm. someone else's body. Yeah, he possessed has, it. Yeah, which is a very, which seems very problematic in so many ways. Like, I feel like the Diana that we knew from the first movie and all the other stuff, and like Wonder Woman herself, <clears throat> if she knew, even though it's Steve Trevor, her the love of her life, she knew that he was taking over someone else's life and body. She wouldn't have been okay with that, but she was completely fine with it. And like, like there's a lot of problematic stuff um, with that to begin with, uh, with like their relationship and everything. But it seems like as the hero, she should have immediately been like, "This isn't uh, this. This is a problem." But there was never even addressed that maybe him possessing this other yeah. person was a little bit of a problem. Like that never even, she was fine with that. She was a hundred percent fine yeah. with that. The uh, fuck this dude, who cares? <laughs> he, he's probably wasted his life anyway. You know, it didn't matter. And then that was, that was really strange. There were so many that I think that was the main issue with this. Like I, I went into it wanting to just have fun and watch a fun superhero movie. Kind of like the, uh, the first one, but I had such a hard time just having fun. Cause there was so much stuff that like, even at the beginning of the movie, I had to just be like, okay, yeah. I, okay. That's dumb, but I'm gonna roll with it. I had to do that so many times. And it was a two and a half hour movie that by the end of it, I was just like, God, I, yeah. Fucking just revoke your wish. God damn. Who cares? Let's just get this wrapped up. Um, it, it just wasn't fun anymore. Like if you have a few things like that, that you just have to kind of wave your hand at, um, I think that's fine, but th- this whole movie was hand waving left and right for everything. Like they did, they didn't have any good explanations for things, and they 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 just kind of let things happen. And it like they like you said um, before, yeah, the, I, nothing had any consequences. It the, felt like the big one that kind of pulled me out of things was you have a World War One pilot thrown into a modern day jet fighter. 
and you know exactly what to do after two client. clicks. Yod. <laughs> <laughs> I no. Come on, you're so true, TJ. He didn't just pick it up. It's like two wrong buttons. Nope. Fuel. Click. Start. Here we go. And then he could drive a car perfectly. And the and the. I'm I'm just like, how how is this happening? No, those those things. I know it's like just because you're a pilot doesn't mean you can fly anything. It's like in Star Wars. You know, someone just hop in any spaceship they want to and just fly it instantly with no training or whatever. But that's kind of the rules of that universe. Yeah, be able to fly from America all the way to Egypt <laughs> on one tank of gas. Yeah, and then um, on a fighter jet. Yeah, Diana coming up with powers out of nowhere. Um, kind of bothered me. What um, were the powers? No- yeah. Which powers? What? What was? Uh, what? Which ones? Because I was watching, and, and nothing ever really irked me too much. Oh, yeah, sure. She had the coffee cup disappear because her daddy did it. Yeah. There's no hint to any other movie that she's able to do that. And that would have really come in handy during Justice League when they're trying to fly in undetected to stop Steppenwolf in Russia. Yeah. Um, but hey, I conveniently forgot about this thing I did 20 years ago. Um, yeah. That is that is true on that part because I, I forget that this is in the past because I was like, okay, she's developed some new yeah, if she, if she uh, powers, had- but then I'm like... Oh yeah, this is uh, in the eighties. I don't remember her flying. Does she fly in Batman vs Superman? I think Justice she did the jump, like the long jump. I don't yeah, remember she, her flying. She either. doesn't want a long jump, but she wasn't doing like Maybe outright. Maybe she got like, amnesia. Superman flying. No, but no, no, she's no, she not, was not flying. Superman flying in this. Yeah. Hmm. Prequel problems, yeah. buddy. Prequel problems. I, I know I'm kind of anti-prequel on a lot of things, but if you do it right. You can sell it. Works. It, this didn't, yeah. this didn't sell that. Yeah, um, it did. So those those are my big nitpicks with it. Yeah. Um, the thing with Gal Gadot, though, that I do like is it's obvious she loves the character and she loves the role and she loves doing it. Yeah. You can tell she and, has fun. Yeah, she's having fun doing it. I wish it translated yeah. more in this movie because it definitely did. Yeah. In the first you know, if you pay me $10 million, guys, <laughs> I will have fun being a uh, wonder woman as well. One of the things I, I, I missed from this movie from the first one, there was nothing that stood out iconic in this movie. Well, for you and Ray, Nathan, the, the gold suit from, uh, Astera, but there were so many iconic scenes in the first one. I thought the fireworks scene yeah, was, was. I agreed with TJ. I thought that was a very uh, beautifully the, shot the scene. Too, I liked it, but there was no. It felt like it was just there to be there. Yeah, but like That's when true. she's like when like, the first one when she's rising up out of the bunker and starting to run across the field, like just that look. There was really nothing like yeah. just iconic. Like when you think of Wonder Woman in the movies. That's what you're drawing your attention's being drawn to. There was nothing in the second one. I think they were they were going for a couple of those scenes, like with her flipping that uh that that truck and then flying, you know, towards them. I think they were trying to recreate those scenes, but like you had just such a good uh like what Justin yeah. uh it just was so well done, like with her being in World War One and coming out the mm-hmm. bunker. I mean, like that's gonna be an iconic shot no matter what. And this one, I agree, they just didn't capture something like that. Well, that that truck scene maybe would have been it, but it was also in every trailer 
from the from I believe the first one that they put out. So I've already seen that shot, you know, yeah. thirty times. It seems like, uh, and and I think they were also like some of the fight scene in the White House and some of the fight scene in the uh, with the with the robbers in the uh, in the mall um, mall. I think they were trying to do that kind of stuff. But again, like it's, it's just one of those things where it's like, it's the Bart Simpson meme of you tried throwing away the cake. Um, (laughs) You know, like they, they, they tried some stuff. It just didn't work out. You know, they swung for it and it, uh, they, they bunted, they didn't hit a home run by any chance. Uh, they didn't even really hit the ball, but at least they they didn't get struck they out. Got on base. They got on base. They got on base. It's, and I I'm, I am very surprised that they're they're like pushing hard. They're like, all right, let's let's fast track a third one because this is gold. I'm like, did we all watch the same movie? Like, what's it? It dropped in standards from the first. Well, and even but like critics are even like they're not panning it the way I thought critics would pan this. Like, but then maybe yeah. people are just so starved for like entertainment yeah, right now that like the 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 standards have also dropped. It's it's being panned pretty bad right now, um, by by people. But the critics are all giving it like six and sevens. Like I've seen relatively like decent. I think it's almost a. Maybe it was sixty. It could have been seventies on Rotten Tomatoes, and I really felt that this would be a lot lower. It's it's lower than a couple of the other DC um, universe things because it's sixty five right now, and it's not fresh. Um, or it's not certified. It was certified. No, yeah, it's not certified anymore. But I think it was like it's something. It might be lower than Batman vs Superman or something. Um. But yeah, it's it's not doing great. Which, I mean, I I, I understand, yeah. you know, like no, yeah. it, yeah, sixty, yeah, sixty-five. But the audience score is seventy-three, and I'm just like, wh- why is the audience giving us a seventy-three? Like, I don't know. So let's let's end it with our jalapenos. Uh, you know, out of a million jalapenos, uh, where where do you guys let this thing fall? You know, for me. Uh, you know, honestly, out of, out, of, out of one to ten, this is like a solid five movie. It, it is. It was enough to watch, and it gave me something to do. I did not love it. I, unlike Chuck, I will probably never watch this again. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I didn't turn it off. I guess I, I got that going for it. Yeah. Uh, so if Marshall wants to watch it with you, would he you? watched it with me? Yeah. I, oh, he did. Fuck. Oh, on, and if Marshall wanted to, I'd be like, no. <laughs> I think if oh, if this was an hour shorter, it would be a four for me. But it's a three. <laughs> yeah, a three? I get this one. Well, we're talking this, this. This is Ray we're talking about, and that's out of a four. So I mean, that's a pretty high score for Ray. <laughs> Ooh. So, so you you do like this better than Dark Phoenix? Correct? Oh shit! <laughs> I, if I had to watch one of these over. I would look at the time to see how long they are and whichever one. You're full of shit. It's better than dark Phoenix. Put your rating up a little higher, man. It's better than dark. Phoenix. If it had a Marvel sticker on it, he would give it a five. Cause that's the only only thing. Yeah, he would. would. It has going for it. Make my Marvel in it. Dark Phoenix does. And it does have that one really cool, um, nightcrawler scene. So, 
I, I will say this movie given to a better editor. Yeah, I, you probably can, there, thank you. There, there's a good movie in here, or not a good movie. There's a decent movie in this. It just needs a better. It needed so much uh, tighter and a more. I don't know, adapt editor to, that can make a yeah. really good movie because I think you could recut scenes, reorganize how it flows, and it would work a lot better. I, I, in post-production, did anybody watch a final cut of the movie before it was released? Did anybody watch it? They probably just got done and hit upload onto HBO Max. They probably finished it on the 24th. Probably, because Jesus, man. And, and then like, they were like, they were... I don't got three hours to watch this piece of shit. Just hit upload. Because one thing I missed was the 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 character like some evolution with like Minerva because okay she makes her wish then you don't see her for a while because Lord's there then she comes back and she's it's like it just time jumps of like that, character development those outfit changes of hers were atrocious guys uh, all right TJ what's your score TJ I, I'm going to go with the five as well um. It's, like I said, it's pacing, writing. Um, there's a good story in here, I think. Um, there's the power of the wishes. Directing and acting choices are a little off. I think that the, this, you know, her impassioned plea, quote unquote, at the end, I, I think that's a directing choice. I don't know if that's an acting choice because that, that seems like, you would, um, you're wanting to sell that as, you know, you're wanting to come through and, and get a hold of everybody. And I don't see how anybody got through you know, or how she got through to anybody. It literally yeah. looked like they woke her up and are like, hey, read this real quick. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I'm, uh, the, the big fight scene with Cheetah didn't, I don't know. It's just, it seems like you, you, you took a lot of steps to get to a certain place and then you're just like, Oh, well fuck it. And just walked off from it. Yeah. And it was almost as bad as the there's no payoff fight. to things. There's no, there's no consequences. There's no, as far as we see, there's no consequences to Maxwell lore for what he did. Um, there's no consequences for cheetah. There's no consequences for, uh, Diana Prince or the, or the dude she strolled into the white house with just, Fucking tearing, tearing house through the White House. Yeah, <laughs> you know, or I mean, there's no consequences to anybody for any of these actions. There's no, con- as far as we know, there's no consequences to the world for what happened in, in Washington D.C. and the world. The world nuclear weapons were launched. Against, yes, he, he said. Know, he said, "My bad." <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, David. That's good, homie. Again, there's, there's no consequences to it. Um, <sighs> no, there's, Oopsie. You know, there's no, nothing that says that things got this bad at any point in BVS or, or any, or, or alluded to like that in Man of Steel or BVS. Or Flash or anything. No, they definitely so need kind of a resolution, like uh, some follow up at the end. I agree one hundred percent. No, yeah, I, one it, thing I am glad about they didn't kill the villains in this one. No, but there's nothing to happen to them either. I mean, oh, I know, I, I get that, I get he, that, but it's 
You didn't need Michael to kill Brown, Bill and Ted. Scott Free, basically. Yeah. Well, and I mean, this possibly. I, wh- what year did a Superman land in America or whatever from space? Because this has the same issue that some of the Marvel movies do of, well, the world's ending. Where were the other heroes? So, like, if Superman's in the world at this point, even if he's, like, young, like, this was the world is about to end kind of uh, size situation and we didn't have any other heroes showing up yeah where was soups at man good well he would have been a kid in kansas at best yeah in 84 in this yeah huh in 84 yeah Yeah, because he's only how old was he in um he would have been in his 20s and in the uh, zack snyder come out Oh, that's never mind. Duh, duh. I'm my bad. I'm thinking of '77 Superman. I'm thinking of the old school. It's my bad. My bad, guys. <laughs> I was thinking of the better Superman. Hey, don't you talk shit about Christopher Reeves? I didn't Reeves. know what your um, Man of Steel happened. Like he crashed into Earth and everything. So, no, that's cool. Yeah, I think Man of Steel was um, 2010. No, no, because Dark Knight Rises was 2012. Then 2014. Well, in that, what, what, in that, what year did he land on Earth? I don't, I don't. Two thousand thirteen. Yeah. Oh, he so did. let's say he was. Okay. Uh, let's say he was thirty, and he landed in. He would have been. You know, uh, Man of Steel was, came out in two thousand fourteen. We'll say, even if he was thirty years old in Man of Steel, he would have just landed in Kansas okay. during the events of this movie. Yeah. The Superman wouldn't have been yeah. around. Batman would have yeah, been. Yeah, so that wouldn't have mattered. <clears throat> His parents may have been alive. Yeah, so it just didn't. It's just, I don't know. It's just one of the problems with putting that kind of scale, um, in this in this prequel setting, which you knew everything wouldn't, no, nothing terribly bad would happen, but you gotta uh, put your scale to that effect yeah. then. If you're not going to have or have something where everything was reversed, but in this, nothing was completely reversed. Everything still kind of happened. Yeah. But it didn't. Like, um, it was like still, the like, city still trashed. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, the world is still trashed. What had happened in, in things, but they didn't happen. It's it was it's just a weird way to set it. Like, was uh, it a dream or not? All right, Chuck. Chuck, give us your rating. I like now. Try not to go all the way to a ten. I know you want to. No, I'm, yeah, I'm pro- um, I will probably watch it again because, like I said, it's just I was tired or didn't feel like watching it. Didn't pick up all the minutiae and all the little shit about it. So I'm gonna go a five three. Five. No, I'll give I'll I'll give it a solid. I'll give it a solid six. I will give it a solid six. I said 5.3 at first, but I'll give it a solid six because I'll watch a movie at least twice. So I'll, on a rainy day, I'll probably throw this back on. Well, you're better than me because I definitely, I'd rather just sit there and watch the rain. Wow. I'm more of a DC fan than you are. Hmm, check that out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. But no, I mean, it's, it had, it had its moments and there was a lot of moments that were, eh. I looked it up real quick. So in uh, Man of Steel, which came out in 2013, Superman was 33. So he would have been four years old while this was happening. 
So oh, wow. Okay. He wouldn't have been able to say. So we, we saved the canon. DC is all right. They uh they still are on track for making mediocre movies for the next <laughs> ten years. <laughs> all right. Are you okay with that though? I got my hopes for the Batman, but we'll see. It's probably gonna let me down like everything else in life. Um well, guys, I think this about wraps up. I don't really have, I mean, we almost talked enough about Wonder Woman to watch the movie Wonder Woman again, although we're going to save the audience an hour and 40 minutes, <laughs> even though we've been talking. Um, if you haven't seen it, take what we said with high precaution. Just if you're going into the movie, go in with, with low expectations and you might actually be entertained, but it is definitely not the first wonder woman. It doesn't come anywhere close to it. Um, as we've all said, we were hoping that they would build upon what was already a good movie. Instead, they, they didn't, they went the opposite direction. I don't know what happened here, but, um, coming up soon, we are going to do a giant, huge, I mean, almost, as big as Chuck's head uh, year in review of 2020 there's a lot that happened this year even though it was such a shitty year so we're going to be digging into it I hope you guys are excited for that uh, we'll do that one not so remote so it'll be a little bit better but uh, do you guys have anything else you want to say before we jump off uh, everybody stay safe stay safe yeah. Stay safe. Keep nerding already, on. What was that, Ray? I've already wasted enough of my time with this movie. I'm over it. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been Nerds You Get Laid Sometimes. Sometimes. That was, that was the perfect way to do a digital sometimes. All by ourselves. <laughs> but check us out. Go back to that Facebook. Almost 30,000 of you following it. We appreciate it. It's because of Ray's dope memes. But uh, we are signing off. This is Nathan. Ray. DJ. And Charles. Really, really bad. (laughs) But we're out of here, guys. Nerds Who Get Late Sometimes is recorded at the illustrious Big Brown Record Town Studios in beautiful downtown Lake City. Episodes are published each Monday on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, and Google Play. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash nerds who get laid. We're at nerds who get laid on Twitter and Instagram. We're part of the Geeks Worldwide Podcast Network. You can find reviews and articles we write at thegww.com. We're also part of the Modest Pod Podcast Network. We're on floridageekscene.com and also we be geek pc.com please subscribe rate and review us on itunes stitcher radio and podbean you can also check out the show notes for links about things we talked about in this episode thanks so much